Hi guys, and welcome to episode 57 of the Optical View podcast. Today I'm super excited to have on Sinister Cupcakes. This is an incredible community that is being built. They do horror and scary movie reviews, really anything uh, horror related. Uh, They're a horror community. They help with art and to showcase some incredible things happening in Ontario and just generally horror and scary related. Uh, Hope you guys check them out. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Hi guys, I'm super excited to be joined this episode by Sinister Cupcakes. Now before we get into what you guys do and who you are, I have a couple quick rapid fire questions for you guys. Let's get into it. Now, first question, real simple. What are you guys' names or go by? I'm Dwalia. And I'm Scarecrow. Awesome. You guys can choose the order and into how you would like this to be answered. They're both directed for every one of you. Okay. Favorite genre of music? Metal. Uh, I would have to agree, metal. Favorite thing about yourself is? My personality. I've always loved my eyes. Eyes, okay. What is the best gift that you've ever received? Hmm. That's a hard one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say... That mine was uh, a piano. I can't think of anything specific, but my one friend, Adam, he's uh, been my friend since we were, you know, (laughs) in diapers together, pretty much. And uh, he just knows me so well. So over the years, he's just given me so many good things. And like, I'm struggling trying to think of one thing. I'm like, oh, well, he gave me this set of Pokemon badges or he gave me, you know, this compendium of the Joker or, you know, so he's just he's such a good guy. He's given me so many good things. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I'm going to completely flip that question around. What's the best gift that you think you ever gave? Ooh, I made Scarecrow a cake. So I'm going to, I was very proud of myself with that one. <laughs> she did it from scratch and everything. I couldn't even do that at this point. So, <laughs> um, and uh, funny enough, I feel like one of the best gifts I ever gave was uh, I secretly bought her tickets to a drag show uh, one year for her birthday. And uh, she had no idea. And it was her favorite drag performer. So we actually, uh, we did it down for, uh, it was kind of a Christmas birthday surprise. And uh, I felt very proud of that surprise that I pulled over her eyes. So I'd say that one. Awesome. I love those kind of surprises, right? Especially if you get to see the person in live time like whether in person or on facetime when they see the gift it really makes it so authentic and and lovable experience Mm -hmm. it was really worth it (laughs) it definitely was i'm gonna get you guys to fill this in for me my favorite quote is nothing lasts forever and uh, I, I, we kind of listening to the podcast last night. I knew you were going to ask this one, and I, I'm still at a loss. But uh, I don't know. Something I always find myself repeating is no rest for the wicked. Um, it, and wicked doesn't have to be a bad thing. You know, I find like in our in our horror thing, like I always say that I'm a wicked guy, you know, so um, I like that. 
I love it. I love it. This is one of my favorite questions, and I'm very curious because, as you just mentioned, you are a horror-based um, theme, a horror-themed um, production here. So I- I'm curious which which route you guys take on this. If a movie ever gets made about you, who would you want to play you in the movie? Ooh. And this, um, at this point, I will say that it will have to be Jenna Ortega. (laughs) (laughs) I I really would love that. Uh, For me, uh, I was actually thinking about that a little while ago, and I came up with the idea of uh, Bill Skarsgård. I'm going to be honest, I have no idea who that is. Uh, The the guy behind uh, Pennywise in the recent It movies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Rapid fire, this or that. Introverted or extroverted? Introverted. I I always say I'm so introverted that I come out the other side and become extroverted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Audiobook or podcast? Podcast. Uh, I would have to say audiobook. I'm a big reader, so. I love it. I love it. Funny enough, I would also say audiobook. <laughs> even that, though that's funny <laughs> i know right even though so who knows maybe audiobook's gonna come out someday but mm-hmm. hot or cold weather i'm in the middle i it needs to be in the middle for me i can either with extreme hot or extreme cold uh i'd have to if i had to choose i'd say uh hot as well uh, but I agree. Fall is my favorite time of year. So right in the middle, the sweater weather, you know, that's that's the time of year. <laughs> Almost Halloween weather. Ex- you know exactly. it. You know it. Halloween weather. It's not even fall. It's Halloween weather. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> See, I am so far away from the cold. You could put me. I, I mean, I've never been to a place like this, so I might change if I ever go there. But you could put me in like a hot place, high humidity. And I think I would. Just love it over a single day in the brutal Ontario winter. So. <laughs> no. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, I'd have to say coffee, even though I've always been a tea guy. What What made the change? Uh, honestly, I guess it's the caffeine level. I, I never used to drink coffee until about a couple years ago. And then it just, when I started my job, at, uh, I just kind of, started really diving deep into the coffee and now i drink more coffee in a day than i do tea so see i'm a big coffee guy but what was interesting to me is uh pound per pound there's actually more caffeine in tea in the majority of teas than there are actually coffee wow i didn't know that yeah that's interesting but i will say this you don't use as much tea so you, Mm -hmm. you get you know typically more caffeine in a you know cup per cup coffee but pound per pound there's more caffeine in tea that's interesting wow no morning or night person i want to be a morning person but i'm definitely a a night person (laughs) always been always been a night person for me always (laughs) okay okay tacos or burgers Ooh, tacos burgers for me i gotta say bit of a divide there (laughs) yeah right (laughs) pancakes or waffles pancakes i'm not a breakfast person but uh i'll say i i guess waffles see when you said i'm not a breakfast person i immediately thought of like a dessert waffle there we go (laughs) there we go (laughs) i don't know like i i don't know many people who eat pancakes for dessert 
but I know you can definitely have waffles for dessert. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And it, we do sometimes too around here. <laughs> soup or salad? Ooh, always soup. Wow, we're just answering completely opposite right now. I salad. <laughs> I'm going to an extra one just for you guys here. What type of soup and what type of salad? Oof. Chicken soup. I'm pretty basic with that. And uh, there's this salad we get at the grocery store. It's this sunflower crunch. It's just, oh, it has toasted quinoa and some, you know, uh, toasted edamame in it. And, oh, my God, it's so good. Beautiful. My favorite one, pizza or pasta? Pasta. Oh, my Never goodness. Pasta. What is wrong with us? Pizza. <laughs> <You're so different. laughs> oh, I'm definitely on the pasta side myself here. <laughs> <laughs> but diverse right mm -hmm. but i don't know i'm also i here's the thing i feel like i ate so much pizza growing up that i'm kind of pizzaed out oh <laughs> I, I don't know i always have been like okay with pizza i guess that it also depends on the flavor and where it's from and all that to see if i will eat it or not yes yes and last one for you guys. Do you have any tattoos? What is your favorite if you do? And if you don't, would you ever consider getting one? And if you would, what would you consider getting one of? Um, I do not have any tattoos. I have considered a lot about getting one. I would love an anatomical heart. And yeah, I like I'm still thinking about it every so often, but it still hasn't happened yet. And me, I, uh, I, it's funny enough, we're both in this horror genre. We both, uh, sorry, into the horror genre. We both uh, really participate in the gothic subculture and our clothing and everything, but neither of us have any tattoos. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I've, I too have always thought of one. Um, my family has always had a thing for apple trees. And uh, at pretty much at every house we lived at, we've had an apple tree there. So I've thought about something revolving around that and made, like combining it with the tree of life and kind of like showing the tree and the roots, kind of showing the above and below kind of the two sides. And because uh, as as we'll get into later, like duality is one of our favorite concepts for both of us. So Ooh, I love that. Maybe you could have a, a scarecrow guarding the apple tree. There we go. You know, like, again, scarecrows are one of my favorite symbols as well. So I would I could definitely feel that in there. Perfect, guys. Let's get into it. Who are you and what do you guys do? OK, so we are the places behind Sinister Cupcakes. We are a small online horror community and we are uh, we focus in doing reviews of horror movies. First thing that immediately comes to mind is how did you come up with that idea? During COVID, we were watching a bunch of horror movies and just like talking about them and see that we have a bunch of knowledge in, about them that we could just put into one place. So we were, uh, and we always have been uh, very obsessed with horror movies, with the genre in general. So we decided to come up with a, a YouTube channel and just put all the knowledge that we have into it. And we both, uh, we just kind of were like, you know, we watch all these movies, we've got all this information, and we've got really quirky personalities, like we both really do. And so we decided that we should just, you know, kind of try and 
release something with that. And we had all this extra time too. So we were like, you know, um, and we were just, you know, we wanted to build this uh, like uh, kind of horror community that would be, you know, informative and uh, in depth, maybe even more so than, uh, than hopefully than a lot of the people out there to, you know, stand apart from everything. And uh, so that was kind of where it all started was, we saw something that we wanted to kind of uh, a need that we wanted to fill. And uh, we just kind of, you know, had all the time to do it. So we had this plethora of knowledge in front of us and we wanted to put it to good use. And that's what we kind of why we decided to do it that way. Now, I'm so curious on what you would think, what you guys would think. What sets you apart from other horror themed uh, accounts and other horror themed uh, reviews? Um, well, when we were like, we, the main thing that we saw was when we were watching other channels, we were just, you know, they sometimes maybe didn't go as in depth as maybe we wanted to. And, uh, or, uh, you know, sometimes it is people, uh, just having a conversation and, um, I feel like sometimes maybe they, uh, they we, didn't we, get yeah. as in deep as much as we wanted to. Yeah. So oh. we just are quirky with our quirky personalities. We just, think that uh, it was something that I always thought was interesting about even our name is that uh, it kind of shows that we have a little bit of a quirky side as well. You know, we're, we're about horror, but we're also quirky, you know? And so I feel like this little weirdness uh, will be very, uh, you know, appealing to people and uh, show that we're, we're very personable as well. The other thing is that we are uh, also very into fun facts and just like to see what happened behind the scenes of a movie, how the actors will be tr treated in the filming and all this stuff. So we really try to go as deep as we can into the information and really like, check all uh, the stuff that happened into it to give as much accurate information as we can. Wow. Now, I definitely want to dive into how you got the name in a little bit. But the first thing that popped into mind when you were talking about fun facts is What's the craziest fun fact that you guys would know off the top of your head to tell me and the listeners here? Well, um... well, the first one that comes to mind for me, it, it, just because we were doing some work on uh, some content related to the new Scream movie, um, I always find it very, very interesting when uh, directors or, you know, the people that make these movies put in little Easter eggs in the background of movies or like, you know, include something that nods to something, whether it's in or outside that very franchise. Like, for example, looking through all the fun facts of Scream 6, I saw that uh, because Jenna Ortega was in it, um, they uh, like, you know, with the popularity of Wednesday and everything going around, uh, they've definitely had to include some kind of nod to that. So so apparently in one of the scenes in the uh, therapist's office, if you look in the background, you can see some figures depicting the Adams family. And uh, there's even a point in the, one of the Halloween uh, parties because it's a movie based around Halloween. So you can see lots of different characters and different costumes all over the place. But if you look in the background, you can see a person who kind of looks like Wednesday Adams walking around. So with Jenna Ortega there, they just kind of had to make all these little nods to that franchise as well. So I thought that was very interesting. That definitely is very interesting as well, because I'm somebody who um, I wouldn't necessarily pick up some of those things. Right. So uh, as m I might watch the movie, but I may not watch the TV show. So if I was able to stumble upon your channel and um, this is kind of bringing me to the next thing of, on how you title these these different videos and stuff. But if, if I was able to stumble upon your channel and you said, 
you know, crazy, I don't know how you'd word it, right? But crazy uh, Easter egg found in Scream 6, I'd be like, oh, what's this? And that might bring me deeper into go, oh, what is Wednesday? What is this TV show? What's that about? And then it would just continue on and, and continuously pique my interest. That is really interesting. Did you have anything to, to add there, um, Diwali? Um, uh, it's Diwali, but uh, you know turn up? Uh, <laughs> don't worry. Um, not really. It's, uh, yeah, like we are pretty focused into the facts. Uh, we really, uh, from one that I have in mind right now, it's just like I uh, kind of like to see when... Uh, they base the movies into someone who was uh, a real character. Like, uh, for example, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that was based in actually a real serial killer. I don't want to get into much detail in here, but I love to see how they connect uh, a real story into something into fiction and just to see how even like in true, uh, in, uh, true life, it's actually uh, even bigger than it's actually being depicted in, the, in a, just a movie. Wow. So do you do you think in cases like that, and I will I will get to the question I just uh, hinted to before, but do you think in cases that, that you just mentioned there, it's more <laughs> beneficial to downplay or to upplay uh, some of the real life characteristics and uh, fictional aspects of that person? Well, I think, uh, well, for fiction, they are going to be changing a few of their uh, real characteristics because it's obviously like you cannot just put uh, portray this uh, real uh, character in it. Like, for example, uh, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was Ed Dean. It was uh, a true uh, criminal that you cannot be uh, really just, I don't know. It's like you cannot portray the violence that was into real life in uh, a movie like this because sometimes it's just going to be... Uh, just, they're going to be focusing into the character to go in, in a different way, in a different path. It's not going to be the same exact story. So it, it pretty much depends on the movie uh, too, because uh, for example, again, in the, the Texas, like all the franchises at the end, it's kind of like they really, really left behind that character and just start portraying uh, Leatherface as another uh, slasher uh uh, killer and just like leaving the true story behind so it kind of depends into one which one of those yes yes there was um there was a netflix show about a serial killer i didn't watch it i forget the name of it but it was really popular um do you know the one i'm talking about it's it's pretty recent yeah it's pr uh, probably the one with jeffrey Dahmer. that's it jeffrey Dahmer. now i heard a lot of people in my life speak about how the way that they portrayed him um, if that was the real life version of him to an extent, it would it would be very frightening in terms of how uh, decisive, how I don't think decisive is the word, how hidden some of his attributes and characteristics could actually be. Right. Yeah, and definitely. Turning that into a show. Do you think it's good to to highlight some of those those aspects, or should the should the producers of, in this case, the Jeffrey Dahmer's um, show, should they upplay it a bit to kind of over exaggerate? Well, uh, in this case, I would say that they get into uh, exactly to the point which uh, the character. I uh, 
think that it was an, an amazing series because it portrayed exactly how this uh, person was. Uh, they didn't, I, I don't feel that they went like bigger or, or worse into what it, the true story is. I think that it was pretty accurate. And especially because it's uh, giving you the vision of how uh, he was, like not putting him as a hero, not putting him as like, yes, the main character, but not trying to give to the audience uh, that feeling that he's a good person because he actually wasn't. So they are just trying to put the truth. And especially into that one, they focus a lot into the victims as well. So I feel that they did an amazing uh job into that on seeing like this guy was a monster this is a true story of a monster and these are the true um consequences that he left behind wow i love your opinion and take on that so thank you very much now i as i alluded to this before i'm very curious as to how you guys come up with the titles for your videos because i've seen this a, a new wave happen upon youtube where it's very clickbait friendly Right. Almost like I mentioned before, you know, Easter egg found in Scream 6 or etc. like that. How do you guys come up with titles for your videos? Uh, <clears throat> well, we uh, we have a little bit of a background in uh, digital marketing and stuff as well, especially uh, Dualia. But uh, so we kind of have, uh, yes, we kind of look at the climate out there and see what uh, what is trending or however, you know, whatever is popular right now and kind of try to base it around that as well. Um, but we also like try to include uh, specific details, you know, like obviously the name and uh, the year of the movie and everything. So that's kind of we kind of try to take as many details as we can and kind of try to amalgamate it all. But um yeah, we just we also just wanted to be very straightforward because um, we've wanted our content to be very like I, I want to find a better word than intellectually based just because we just wanted to be it. We wanted it to be very smart content. You know, we didn't want to just be like, uh, you know, offering stuff that people don't care about or whatever. So we like I, I agree that we should be definitely capitalizing on these more like, you know, clickbait type type of titles but i also just wanted to separate ourselves from that as well and just you know kind of show that that's not what we're about we're about actually offering a good product like ideally like we would love to one day be just uh, a staple of you know horror movie reviews online like when you think of horror movie reviews it would be amazing if they just came to us because we offer the great you know in informative uh, opinions so that they can make their informed decisions for themselves you know so that's kind of where that kind of lies. So I, I guess using title sequence like that is important, but you also have to, you know, you can't completely abandon your values as well. So mm. very interesting off that point there. What are, what were some of your guys' inspirations, right? Was it other YouTube channels, maybe like BuzzFeed and uh, I think it's Watch Mojo and stuff like that? Or where did you get some of these inspirations to kind of um politely and take some of their style in the way that you review these movies? Well, it's like an a mix between uh, a bunch of, uh, well, we, we did a, a bunch of research uh, before starting this, it's kind of like what are a few things that people are doing? What are they uh, leaving out? And it's actually important for us that we would like to know. And just be uh, taking some of those parts uh, and put it in, into our stuff and the things that we will actually will like to see. 
And yeah, that mainly that just like seeing what was out there and seeing what could we do that would like uh, specifically separate us from the other people, you know, like we said, offering more in-depth information, maybe like one main thing that we always do with our videos is uh, when we watch the movie, we also like search YouTube and any kind of resource we can for any kind of behind the scenes, any kind of, you know, commentary and interviews that the, the director or the actors did, because then you can really, you find these little tidbits of information that maybe nobody even really has ever included in their videos other than this one specific instance where it was in this one interview or whatever, you know? So that was something that we really wanted to make uh, a staple of our, uh, you know, ch uh, channel is that we really wanted to, you know, give you everything you could ever, ever want there. You know, we'll give you the review of the movie. We'll give you the fun facts. We'll give you the director, the actors, the music, you know, every, anything you want. So, um, so yeah. Sounds like a lot goes into it. What would you say the production time from the, the time that you guys decide to start and review that film or cinema to the time that it actually gets produced? What What's the length of estimate length of time that, that it takes? Well, it's uh, it depends, I guess, but it really uh, we're still uh, kind of relatively new at this stuff. So uh, we're still figuring stuff out as we go. Um, but it takes a lot, you know, like you got to watch the movie and you're stopping the movie every couple minutes or a couple seconds to write down notes and stuff. And you don't want to miss anything. So we write down all these notes. So we have all the details of anything that we thought was interesting or something we want to look into. And so the movie generally takes even longer to watch than it than it normally would then we have to you know t uh sit down for a, a couple days and talk about the movie what we actually enjoyed and then we've got to write the script and then we have to do the voiceover and then we have to do you know the like the actual video editing searching out the images we want to use online so it's uh it's just it's a lengthy process so it it definitely takes like you know maybe like like I don't know, like a week or so, but like not of steady week, steady work, but like maybe like, you know, a know, couple to, hours a day. Yeah, to put it in hours, it will be pretty difficult for all the um, the aspects that includes, but uh, definitely uh, around a week, maybe around a week. Yeah, very interesting, because I've noticed that as well with my thing, right? And And with my podcast specifically is I'll have an idea and I'll have certain people that maybe I want to have on and... Uh, as maybe I want to do some research, things pique my interest more with that person. Do you find something similar happens when you watch a movie where you may go into it initially, like you mentioned with Scream, where you're going to review the movie and you're going to go over everything that you just talked about. But as the movie goes on, you're noticing certain things that you need to go, oh, I need to stop the movie and I need to maybe look and see where did I see that actor or actress before? Yeah, absolutely. And especially if it's something that it's also uh, very, uh, I don't know, like even nostalgic or that we have a big feeling for the movie for one of the actors, we're going to uh, be putting more uh, effort and time because we want to make it perfect. Because we know that it's something that uh, a lot of other people could get uh, value from this information. So we want to give uh, expose that too. And obviously, when it's a movie that we don't really, uh, I don't know, we don't enjoy as much, uh, we will be uh, focusing on a few of the details, but uh, it's not as, uh, again, like uh, pre precise or it's, it's not uh, as big as we will do with something that we really enjoy in it. Yes. Yes. Now, I am curious because you guys 
mentioned that you give a rating score to each of these movies off the top of the head out of out of someone out of a movie uh, that you can remember what's the highest rating score that you gave and what was the movie um well in our videos we kind of like more so it's kind of like a pass fail kind of thing it's like we there's a point in the video where we say whether the movie's worth watching or not like uh in terms of you know pretty much everything uh that you could think of but um i like it's uh like there are movies that we feel like are you know definitive to the franchise you know like if you want to if you want to know about scream you have to see scream one you know like that it's like if you want to know about texas chainsaw massacre you have to see texas chainsaw massacre one and then it's like after that you know some of the other ones it's like if you if you really love the character if you never saw that movie you wouldn't be missing out so like for example like we're not really big fans of a lot like we love the texas chainsaw massacre franchise but there's a lot of them that aren't very good (laughs) like some of the more recent ones it's just kind of like yeah you could totally just skip over this one and you would literally not miss anything there's no development on the character there's no like like after a movie has been established, I always feel like if you're going to do a, a sequel, it has to be necessary, right? Like you can't just make a sequel just because, you know, it has to be that you you watch the movie and you feel like this was needed. You know, we needed to see where this story went. And if you make a movie and it doesn't fulfill that at all, like there's no continuation of the character. Like I can understand a reboot or whatever, but like even there, it's like you get, you got to offer something new, you know, you can't just do the same thing over again. You have to, you know, build the mythos up a little bit or something. So I feel like if a movie does that, then it will, if, if they build the mythos and like, you know, acknowledge that there have been other movies in the franchise, or if it's a standalone film, whatever, you know, it just it has to be necessary and it can't just be frivolous you know like even though i love i love everybody in the horror genre well maybe not everybody but we love gore you know that's what we're there for and whatever but i don't like it to be just gratuitous you know it has to be tasteful so that's kind of what we look at is that if something's really uh tells a good story then it'll get uh, it'll we'll say yeah you should watch this movie for sure and if it just kind of is just there for the sake of being there or making money or whatever, we'll just be like, yeah, you don't need to, you're not, don't waste your time. We wasted our time and we're telling you don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we pretty much do. It's just like, give the option. <laughs> yes. Now something you brought up and I'm very curious about as well is, is when movies get remade, right. And the first one that comes to my mind is one that you already brought up and that's it. Right. What are your thoughts on movies being redone? And I guess, to a certain extent, also remastered. Is there ever a time that it's bad? And is there ever a time that it's, it's very well needed? And also, uh, you know, adding on to that, what are your thoughts on the It remake versus the original? Ooh. Well, they both have the good things. I will say that in this case, uh, n- necessary, maybe not really, because you're getting to do the same story, but it's uh, absolutely uh, fantastic to see that uh, on a, like uh, younger generations were able to uh, get into this story for, of it, because it's something that probably, because I don't know, sometimes when we see that a movie is like a, a little age or something, we will not really be wanting to watch it. And some people will say that. So I think that it's a, a, in this case was a pretty good idea to <laughs> to have it in there. And 
in my opinion over there it was that it was fantastic i loved the main actor that bill scott this guy is that he really did have, have an amazing job portraying it, uh, it uh it's just very scary uh if you guys haven't watched it as pretty recommended and uh but scarecrow is actually one a big big fan of it so mm-hmm. <laughs> um before i get into it i'll just say that in general i feel I, I'm I'm a movie lover. I love, you know, all th- if there's a franchise that I love, I love seeing more of it. You know, like I'm not one of those people that is just like, you should just let the franchise die. You know, like I'm just like, let's keep doing it. <laughs> so um, uh, I definitely think that what Duelia said is a is a good point that it exposes newer generations to stuff that uh, that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to. And that's really good for a lot of the franchises. Unfortunately, it seems like a lot of the times the, the new franchises don't always do as well as we would hope, because I just feel like the general consensus out there is that a lot of reboots and remakes suck because I don't know, I guess the directors just seem to not really uh, honor the franchise that they're working with in a in a way that we all I know you can't please everybody but just seems like more often than not we're disappointed with these remakes but in terms of it like the original was a really big movie for me growing up me, me and my friend Adam that I spoke about before we uh, we watched that uh, we watched that movie so many times when we were kids like we uh, we had an obsession with clowns ever since we were young like and uh, we uh, just would be so obsessed with that movie and Tim Curry specifically like uh, he had a big influence on us as well like we watched uh, that one and we watched you know Rocky Horror Picture Show and uh, one that was really big for us was uh, Fern Gully where he plays the villain in that one so he was just such a influence in a lot of our lives so I like was we just loved that movie and then when we saw that they were making the new one we just couldn't believe it so I I really love those ones. I feel like they're one of my top favorite horror movies in all honesty, just because they do so many things that were just so terrifying. And uh, the actors are amazing. The locations were so creepy and they just did such a good job. And the fact that it was filmed around here as well just makes it really, really cool. In fact, my friend Adam, actually, he, uh, he was able to go up and see some of the filming up in Port Hope. And uh, so he had some film, some stuff uh, on his phone of like, you know, Pennywise in costume and everything just walking around or whatever. So it's uh, that movie specifically and Pennywise, the entity itself has been a really big part of our lives. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. If you haven't seen those movies, you definitely should because you you will be scared. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, it it was interesting. I I, I found and again, maybe it was the time, but the second one, uh, I shouldn't say the second. Of the oh. first one, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Just lost were... you there for a second. Oh, okay, okay. I'm back now, though. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the remake of the first one, um, di- I found didn't have the same scare factor, and I'm wondering if part of that is because, uh, you know, it was a very, very similar copy of the first version, so I already kind of knew what was going to happen. Right, it was very similar in a lot of ways. That makes sense. But something that I'm always curious about is the producer. Now, who was the producer of it? Was this the new one? Was this Spielberg? 
Uh, honestly, I, I don't even know. We should, we should know that, but, uh, I don't, um, uh, producer. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know that, uh, that they were, um, involved in, I'm pretty sure they did some other horror movies as well. Um, yeah, but I, I don't, I couldn't tell you who that is actually. <laughs> well, you, you kind of, you kind of just answered my next question. I was going to say, if uh you know if that is a producer in a movie that you like are you more drawn to research and look up other movies by that same producer oh yeah definitely like uh definitely yeah like i uh i, I will 100% i like again we we love the fun facts so like uh if uh, we will definitely look into the people behind the movie and if uh people end up reappearing in other movies that will be a big draw for me to go into it whether it's an actor or you know a big thing for me is the score of the music as well so like if there's a particular you know composer that's behind the music like I'll just be like oh my goodness this is going to be good because I know that they're really good at their job mm -hmm. and uh yeah so I feel like I, I do, there are a couple, I guess, producers that I look at sometimes, but in all honesty, I feel like maybe they don't get the light that they deserve, even from me, <laughs> because <laughs> I know, you know, I know the directors, the actors, the composers, whatever, but the producers, I don't always know behind them, but, um, but yeah, so uh, definitely like if I see names that I recognize, it, it brings me into it. Yeah. It gets more for me, also for the directors, and you like to see who is the one behind these ones. Like, for example, uh, in my case, I am loving the uh, the job that uh, Jordan Peele is doing, like okay. movies like Get Out or uh, Us, uh, Nope, and all of those. It's just like I don't know if I see that it's some of his work, I will definitely be uh, watching it because I know that that's uh, synonymous of a good job. Yeah, he, he uh, very interesting with him as well. Is he came from a comedy background, is my understanding. Right, right. yes, yes. So yes. from being able to switch from a genre such as comedy, which comedy is typically very open, right, to, to horror, which I would say is, I mean, it definitely has its opportunities to be open, but it has a very um, closed niche market compared to comedy, right? Where <laughs> you say comedy... And everyone thinks from, you know, Adam Sandler to stand-up comedy to, uh, you know, Jordan Peele to anybody along the horizon who's ever done a comedy movie. But you say horror and people immediately think, you know, knives and clowns and death and gore and blood, right? It's almost like mm -hmm. two almost opposites. Yeah. And very interesting the way he's able to, to bring that in as a director and producer. I think he also produces as well. Yes, as well. Yeah. Speaking about names, though, this is a question. Ever since I saw you guys, I had I had to, you know, highlight this, write it down, circle it. Where did you guys come up with your name? Because Sinister, Sinister Cupcakes, it sounds like a very salt, salty and sweet and scary. <laughs> friendly. How did you guys get the name? Well, uh, we wanted something to express our love of horror, but also show that we still have fun. And because, as we say, we are very quirky. <laughs> and so we are like quirky horror. And we want our name to be dark, but fun. So that's when uh, Sin Sinister Cupcakes come from. Also, it's like it's like sickening, but sweet. And we are very into... Um, we're very drawn for duality. It's also, it's one of our favorite concepts and we wanted something that expressed that polar extremes and th that it plays with each other. It's like, 
something that it shouldn't be connecting with the other, but it actually goes really well. Yeah, and uh, specifically, like for me, it was like uh, Sinister is one of my favorite movies. Uh, so I was like, you know, that's a perfect thing. And who doesn't love cupcakes? You know, so we were just like, you know, you can get like you said, the the salty and the sweet or we, like, you know, so a way that we've always described our personalities like horror, but Disney, because like okay. I, my two favorite franchises are like, you know, not franchises, but genres, I guess, are uh, is horror are horror and Disney. So and again, it's complete polar opposites. And uh, that's just it explains us perfectly because we're just we're totally into the horror stuff. But you'll watch our movies. And, you know, that's something else that kind of separates us apart, I feel, is that we are a horror channel. But you'll hear us talk about Disney. You'll hear us talk about a musical. You know, you'll hear us talk about something that maybe a normal horror channel wouldn't just include because we're quirky, you know, and we have this cutesy, glittery, fabulous, fabulous side that maybe some other people might not really, uh, you know, uh, hone in on. So that's that's something else that uh, we wanted to be represented by was this, you know, playful, you know, polar extremes that uh, you can you can be in the horror community, but you can still have fun and yeah. be and be, you know, positive. And especially to see that uh, you can find horror in everything, even in cupcakes, even in, in whatever that you wanted to. It's just like even in Disney, you can find like in the villains, you can find the horror, you can find the horror in everything. So used to portray that into uh, something nice and to know that something uh, terrific will be happening in there. That's also something that we are really drawn for. I love that. And was this name jointly agreed upon or did somebody have more influence than the other? Well, we actually came up uh, with it together. We uh, have a big uh, discussion about it. We were putting a bunch of names on the table and use like to see some stuff. We were like, again, like trying to uh, drown, uh, uh, put, incorporate a bunch of uh, words to be something like bloody or something, I don't know, just different. But at, at the end, uh, I'm not even sure which uh, of us is the one that came exactly with a straight name. Me either. Again, it was just, we had like a list of names. We had a list of, you know, certain words that we maybe wanted to include it. And I, and, but we knew from the very beginning that we were like, we want something that says scary and something that says like cute. That was the whole thing. We wanted something that was dark and light, you know? So that was kind of how it all came about. I think it really was a combined effort. Wow. I love that. Now, speaking and staying on the same terms of names, how did you guys come up with your screen names? Is there any type of story here? Well, for me, uh, I am, uh, again, <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a sweet person, but I also have like my moments. So I will say that uh, duality, again, it's one of the, the main things for me as my persona, as the way that I am and just like a normal day. So uh after considering and pondering too, I was just like, dualia, it's like something that it really represents that. It's just saying about duality and it's saying about me and how I feel in every situation. So uh, I just uh, came up with that. And uh, Scarecrow, uh, that's been a nickname of mine for a very, very long time. Um, it's uh, something that I came up with when I was probably like in the you know, in the beginnings of high school, I suppose. Um, and it was kind of an amalgamation of different things. Like, uh, 
I've always really loved uh, the Wizard of Oz and like so the Scarecrow from that. Um, Batman has been like w- like my absolute favorite thing since I could walk pretty much. And so the Scarecrow in that was a big influence for me. Um, with that being uh, said, uh, I've always had a really intimate relationship with fear, like just as a concept. So I feel because I feel like when, uh, when I was younger, like Batman, like I said, was one of my favorite movies, but I was absolutely apparently really terrified of the joker but after a while like i just became obsessed with that movie so for some reason when i was a kid even i just really loved being scared and so uh a a scarecrow being a representation of something that you know frightens other uh, other beings you know was something that i was like you know that's totally something that i could you know uh i could uh, align myself with um, my hair is blonde, so it's always uh, like people have said that it's kind of the color of corn. So it's kind of like, you know, a, a <laughs> cornfield related. Yeah. Um, and then sp- also uh, Sleepy Hollow, like uh, the legend of Sleepy Hollow, um, specifically the Tim Burton movie was a really big influence. And um, there's a, a, a scene in that movie with uh, a scarecrow that resembles uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas as well. But uh, so it's kind of all those different things kind of uh, all rolled into one. And uh, it's been my nickname since then, and I've used it as my, you know, my online screen names. My, I have a side music project that I uh, uh, go as Scarecrow as well. So it's been with me forever. So that's kind of where it uh, it came from. Wow, I love that, guys. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly uh, take a U-turn here off of the actual horror movie reviews, and I want to talk a little bit about your Instagram, you guys promote so much different content other than just movies right you guys also have art products people in the community right talk talk me through a little bit about that decision of kind of promoting everything in terms of horror well it came up uh uh, slowly (laughs) we uh first started just like with art and just with our videos but then we saw that there was like a bunch of an amazing artists uh, in their area that they were not having exactly like the, uh, the promotion that they deserve. So we just started putting it in one, into one place. Like every person that we meet, uh, that they sell a product or they uh, have, uh, I don't know, something uh, horror related that we want to uh, put in there. We uh, really do, a full, uh, we just follow them. You, we try to uh, put, uh, uh, put it in a place so they could have a platform to showcase their work as well. And uh, it just came something that we uh, progressively uh, went through it. Like we, we uh, started with a few of uh, of of the local artists and then, then we just started just going into it. And uh, now we we go to events all over the place. Like we've gone through Oshawa and Toronto and Niagara Falls and hopefully eventually all throughout Ontario. And uh, we're just uh, we just love going out there to these events and meeting these people and, uh, you know, learning about their craft and everything. And uh, we've made a few friends through that and everything. And uh, with that, we just we wanted to help them grow and we wanted to, you know, grow along with them. So we figured that was a good way to do it is to, you know, uh, get their content, get our content out there and just help each other because that's what this whole community is about you know is that like like you said like horror is 
a kind of a niche market, you know, not, it's not for everybody, you know, so it's, we kind of got to help each other when we can, you know, because uh, there's not always these big platforms that maybe these other genres have like comedy or, you know, like certain other whatever, you know, so yeah. it's, it, it was something that we wanted to do for ourselves, but also help other people, you know, so we could bring it all together. And again, the main thing with all of this was to create something that we would like to see too. Like the, everything that we include is something that, uh, that we enjoy, you know, that, uh, that I, I scroll through social media all the time and just find these amazing artists. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like the talent of these people, you know, they're just so talented. And, uh, and then whether they have, you know, hundreds of followers or thousands of followers, we just try to do our best to just show people around here and just are in around the world, just saying, you know, look at these people, they're amazing. And you guys should know about them. Wow. I love that concept so much, and I'll definitely be reaching out to hopefully get some suggestions and recommendations from you guys on that. And Please. <laughs> yeah. You're and also giving us very good ideas over here. Mm -hmm. Oh, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> In terms of products, you have a little separate section under your Instagram for products. Are these products that you sell or that you are just helping other people promote? Oh, uh, for now, we are only uh, helping other people promote them. Uh, we are not have an online store yet. We are uh, hoping that in our near future to have uh, something that in that relief, but uh, it's just the promotion that we do for other persons. Okay. And immediately, I'm very curious, do you guys get any type of cut or any type of money or anything like that from helping these people? We don't. We are uh, just uh, not uh, doing any money about it. Uh, we are just having like, uh, we started for the fun, <laughs> honestly. And then we uh, saw a way to help uh, on the way. So we used to start to doing that. We are not uh, uh, trying to look uh, someone to promote them for any kind of uh, remuneration, but uh, because we feel that this is uh, the, the platform, for, uh, it's, that's that's for you like to help them to help us grow together but not we do not receive anything for that yeah and it's just just that that uh i mean obviously one day we're hoping that we could make monetary you know gains from our youtube videos or whatever but um uh, for for now at least uh, for the foreseeable future we we just want to help you know that's kind of our main thing is that we uh we we say on our page you know you can promote your stuff for free as i mean as long as you're horror related and uh whatever so uh even and even then you know as long as even being horror related it's like we we post some stuff that's just kind of weird you know that's just very strange you know as opposed to just being horror related and so just anything we find that's interesting interesting you know so if uh, there's people out there that are listening or whatever and you think that you might have something that you want to feature on our page like just give it us give us a message and uh, we more than likely will like we try to work it out and uh, post as soon as we can about uh, whoever messages us um, so yeah, so if you feel like you know anybody or if anybody's out there, feel free. We would love it. Now, I've got two questions here before I kind of wrap up into the closing questions, but they actually kind of go hand in hand on something you just talked about, right? Um, first one is, what is horror and how would you describe horror? And the second one, you kind of touched on a little bit there. How do you pick who you promote? Okay, so horror is a genre. It's uh, in everything. It's in music, it's in movies, it's in the, uh, any kind of art. Uh, 
it's uh, about the sensations. It's about the emotions. Like as uh, like horror make, makes you feel uh, disgust, makes you feel per perturbed. It makes you feel uh, in uh, in fear. It's all of these sensations that you get into the horror genre. That's what it's in the main point. And uh, yeah, so I, I feel like um, I agree that horror is just, you know, it makes you feel things that maybe you're you maybe society says you shouldn't feel or shouldn't witness, you know, and it's kind of it just pushes the boundaries. You know, it it allows people to explore these things that are taboo or, you know, things that maybe we shouldn't be thinking about. But it, it's it, it's inevitable, you know, that we're going like the world we live in. There's violence everywhere, you know, so it really uh, it's helps you maybe process those types of things, you know, like uh, it, unfortunately i guess in a way maybe slightly desensitizes you a little bit but like i feel like it's for the for the better you know it's it's like with any type of art it pushes boundaries and makes you feel and see things that you've never seen or felt before and i feel like that's so it's i feel like it's a very necessary thing and that um it, it's something that a lot of people could benefit from you know that uh, that it's and it's not all blood and guts and darkness and despair you know like you see the community around us like they're all positive people you know we we just love this weird stuff and you know there's no re other reason than that and so i feel like it's something that it uh, is really positive and, and uh, it brings people together too um what was the second part of the question? Sorry. Uh, how do we choose? Yes. How do we choose who, who we promote? There yeah. We oh, I just want to add something else. <laughs> in just in the part of, uh, yes, a horror desensitize you, but it also makes you feel better about your life too. It could be that you're watching some kind of movie and then you are just like feeling so grateful because this is like, you can see the uh, true of life there. And then you could be like, there's uh, all these situations in that uh, people for uh, real having uh, had to pass through this. And then you can see, and then you feel so lucky for where you, uh, where you are, what you have, your family, your friends and all these things, because you see that you're actually safe. And, uh, yeah, for the second uh, question, uh, the people that we uh, promote and how we decide. Honestly, it's about um, about their product. The, it has to be related into or uh, for, for us, like it had to be related to our niche. And uh, what else will you say? <laughs> and well, it's it's ma mainly just about what we find interesting. Like I said. Um, it, when I'm scrolling through those social media, if I find something that I'm that again, I feel like if I was scrolling through this, I would want to see this. And so that's what we wanted to share. So it's just uh, and then when the people promote us too, like I mean, sorry, promote us when they uh, message us to be promoted. Um, we uh, we are always blown away by the talent of these people, you know, so um, as long as, uh, you know, um, we just kind of it has to be something that we find interesting as well you know that's the main thing is that if we feel that it's related to us and uh, that's where we kind of draw the line i guess not that we've uh, we haven't denied anybody yet but you know i'm sure that day will come <laughs> <laughs> yes and with that being said do you guys have a, an age limit are you pg-13 or anything like r-rated what would you kind of give yourself in terms of instagram and youtube uh, in terms of ratings um well, in Instagram, we probably are a little bit more of a also mature uh, audience, PG not PG thirteen. Yeah, like sometimes we will be posting something about like I don't know with uh, some knots of uh, sexuality or drugs or with the violence too that horror comes with. But uh, yeah, 
so yeah, uh, there on the Instagram, there's definitely like, uh, you know, some art pieces that maybe have some, uh, tasteful nudity, you know, but it's yep. all stuff that we've taken from artists on Instagram. So it's all stuff that obviously falls within the guidelines or whatever. Um, but, uh, there's also, uh, you know, sometimes there's blood but it's all fake and everything but uh so definitely i wouldn't say our instagram specifically is for children because it uh definitely has uh some stuff on there um and i mean horror in general like i feel like you'd have to you have to be pretty uh like a certain type of child to want to watch that so if you if you can handle it then yeah sure why not (laughs) but um but uh you know and then our youtube we definitely try to stay uh within like you know, an all ages kind of thing. Like, but again, it, it with the, with the genre, like it, sometimes we find ourselves talking about serial killers or, you know, certain li- real life events or whatever. So it's, you'd have to take it with a grain of salt. Like we definitely don't put like our videos as mature as like labeled as for mature audiences, but you definitely, you know, you have to be prepared to hear or see something that like if we show scenes from the movies, you know, and like we even have like our favorite points in the movie. So sometimes that might literally just be when somebody was being torn apart or whatever, you know, that, oh, they did this part really great. So if you're watching our movie, you might get a face full of that. <laughs> yes. Something you brought up there. Uh, how do you guys get away with showing different parts of the movies and not having, I guess, copyright issues? We try to get uh, stuff from the trailers and stuff that are actually being uh, used for another person as well, that we know that it's it seems that uh, just like very, uh, a few seconds, just like, and you s- describe a bunch of the stuff. So just not uh, copy and paste the movie from there uh, to our videos and use like be delicate about it and use, uh, be using, uh, again, like a specific scenes that we know that have been in, uh, in trailers and other videos as well mm-hmm. and that they don't have those copyright yeah mainly we try to use stuff that is included in the public domain um sometimes we kind of you know stray a little bit but uh so far we haven't had any issues and uh, you know we have everything backed up so if there ever becomes any issues i suppose we could change it but for for now like and i've seen again while we were doing our research we saw that there's a lot of people out there that you know include scenes and stuff in the movies so we just kind of tried to uh do all all we could to include very short clips usually no audio you know and just kind of show little flashes of whatever is included in the movie so that's kind of what we do hopefully one day we won't have issues with it but we'll see what happens yes wow well thank you guys for all that i do have three questions i ask every one of my guests and i'd love to ask them both to you two sure first one what three qualities do you possess that make you successful we are i guess individually right (laughs) so what about you I was like, as, as, as a company, I said, uh, for me, uh, again, my personality, my uh, dedication, and I would say that it's also my, I, I, I don't know how to put this, but I want to say that it's my weird mind. Like, I'm so, 
getting out of my box. I always like to push myself into do different stuff, into get out of my comfort zone. I, I Again, I say that I'm very uh, introverted, but I really like to put myself into situations that I know that I'm going to be having some struggle or, or whatever, but then after the fact that I do it, that I know that I can do more than I actually uh, ever think. So those three. <laughs> I love that. For- <laughs> And for me, I'd have to say, like, number one is my patience. I've always been told that maybe I'm even patient to a fault. (laughs) And um, uh, my creativity, you know, I just feel like, again, like I'm a philosopher by uh, in my schooling. So um, I'm always thinking outside the box, trying to find new ways to tackle content or whatever. So I feel like that will that makes us successful, that we're we're actively trying to be different and, you know, uh, forgive me for saying better than you know our competition that's what we're actively trying to do we're not just trying to you know be like everybody else we want to be different and uh i i uh, i say my uh, also just my uh i don't know hmm, my my dedication because like once we put an idea in motion like we just i follow it until the end so uh maybe that's uh you know my my mental state just wrapping on to these things but like i just i i see things through so that i'd say that that that's what's going to make us successful i love that i thought you were going to say your eyes for a second (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing if you could go back in time what is something that you would tell your younger self you can do everything you want <laughs> it sounds pretty basic but there's again a bunch of stuff that i feel that in in the past i will never see myself doing that like i will never see myself doing videos like putting myself there like showing my person and saying all this uh i don't know like even having this podcast <laughs> this is like it's are things that uh, for my younger self will be like pretty uh weird if someone goes there and tells me that when i was uh 13 or something and tell me that someday that will be doing the stuff that i'm doing uh, uh today it will be pretty uh i don't know pretty weird to me to hear because it's something that i will think that i'm not capable of and when right now i know that i am and me i i guess something along the same lines just being like you know it's okay to be your uh you know to be yourself and be weird i mean i never have been anything else but uh you know it would just you know, calm those uh, insecurities that maybe like, because I've always been a weirdo. So um, maybe it would have curved those insecurities when I was a child to be like, you know, it's going to be okay. And that it's okay to be weird. You know, it's all, it's okay to be unlike everybody else. And uh, that things are just going to turn out. Okay. Look at me. I'm on a podcast. I've got a, a, a you know, up and coming YouTube channel, Instagram. Uh, I've got my partner, like, you know, everything's going good right now. So if I could let myself know that, then uh, I feel like we'd all be in a better situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, I this gentleman, his name was Sam Demma on really incredible human being. But when I had him on, I asked him this question. Something that he said is very similar to what both of you guys said. But he said that if, if I'm not lying in bed uh, at night and I'm thinking, how can I do this? And you're wondering if you can do it Right then I haven't, I haven't like taken enough strides to try and reach whatever goal I've set out to achieve. Right. So whether it's a podcast or whether it's a video or the next video or building the Instagram or whatever it is for you guys, I know for me, I feel that same way where someday, uh, you know, I'm looking 
this was uh, especially prominent when I had a charity event. And there'd be oftentimes I'd just think and I'd be up at night just going, I have no idea how a person who can't even plan a dinner for his friends is going to plan a charity event with, you know, 150 people to try and raise money. And somehow with, you know, some of the qualities you guys said that I think I also possess dedication and, and all these other uniqueness, stuff like that, I was able to, to achieve it. Right, the very, very beautiful answers that you guys have here. Oh, thank you so much. And really, if someone uh, of the public that is listening to us, uh, again, like if you're gonna get something into of this podcast too, it's that being weird, it's fine. <laughs> being yourself, it's fine. It's like you just have to, uh, again, just love yourself, love your personality, love the way that you are. And just keep trying, you know, if you want something, you can make it happen. You know, we're, we're still, we're still trying, you know, we're not perfect. We're not expert businessmen. We're just trying to, you know, uh, trying to get by, you know, trying to make our own thing. And uh, that's it. You know, just keep trying, just keep, keep your dream going, keep the dream alive. Yes. Last question before I get you guys to plug your social media here. What is something you do every day that you are proud of? At least uh, we dedicate a little bit of time, uh, even if we have a really rough day, we are trying to dedicate like half an hour, a few minutes to uh, to uh, our brand, to Sinister Cupcakes. Uh, we dedicate it like uh, doing stuff on the website or doing a little bit more for the videos and just like have it as a constant thing. I am very proud of that. We are very proud of that. Because it's something that we just keep it in there, even just to don't let it that one day pass us without doing it. We just have to uh, be constant with it. Yep, exactly. Because we uh, we are both creatures of habit and uh, we both are uh, scatterbrained as well. But uh, once we kind of got in the habit of making these uh, these uh, meetings and, you know, everything else a habit, it's it was very easy to just keep it going. And uh, that's the main thing. So once we've just really gotten into this routine and it's been really nice. Wow, guys. Well, thank you for sharing all of your insight here. I, I have truly loved this podcast. Where can people find you? Well, you can find us on our website on www.com. Uh, oh. oh, my God. <laughs> my goodness. Can we uh, um, take that far out? I really <laughs> yeah, messed I love up. Or... We're keeping it. We're keeping it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, please don't keep that. Okay. So it's oh. triple W. No, say the whole thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so you can find us on www.sinistercupcase.com. Also, we are on Instagram at sinistercupcase. But mainly, if you want to see what we're all about, you want to go to our YouTube channel. Just search Sinister Cupcakes on there, and you can find us there, and you'll see our quirkiness and our, you know, beautiful faces just waiting to greet you. I love that. Did you guys practice that? No. no. <laughs> that was good. See, that was good. <laughs> One time in, in this, uh, I was doing an intro for a podcast and I messed up. I kept saying four W's. I don't know why. I kept going, oh you can find them at www. Dot, and then like, I was like, oh. So I just. Kept doing it. Oh, yes. Oh, are you still there? I think we lost you. Hello. Hello. Dylan? 
we cannot hear you in case you hear us. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh oh. Maybe I'm gonna here. message him on Instagram. This is really weird. I don't know if you can hear us. Stay there in case that becomes like oh. Just right at the end. What are the chances? Yeah, right. right? Also, guys, please don't forget, subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, anywhere you guys listen to your podcast. Make sure you guys get the updates on more episodes as well. Facebook page, Instagram, and now also, guys, super happy, finally got around on the bandwagon, TikTok. Yes, all those will be in the description below as well.